Are you accepting it? No, of course no. not. Rubbish. The government is not accepting it. Welcome to Two Grumpy Hacks, the podcast. I'm Malcolm Farr, and of course, we're with Dennis Atkins. And this is the year of the fire hose of falsehood. Hello and welcome. This is uh, podcast number 35 for Two Grumpy Hacks. Uh, and it being Tuesday, we're, of course, all agog over the climate change response announced by uh, the Prime Minister, Dennis, uh, Scott Morrison had that dung-eating grin that he puts on when he reckons he's he's won something, uh, and he really thinks his uh, his uh, equation, his policy measures for 2030 and 2050 emission reduction uh, are, are, are the bee's knees and um, keeps telling us Labor has got nothing while he, Mr Morrison, has this wealth of... Uh, uh, wealth of uh, uh, of material, but all we know is that um, it, it will not involve increased taxes. Uh, it will be done the Australia way. There'll be no mandatory uh, uh, measures. It will be done the Australian way. Uh, it will be based on technology. Um, did I mention it'd be done the Australian way? I hope I did. Apparently, that was very important to the Prime Minister. Uh, but essentially, it was based on uh, improved technology, which the Prime Minister didn't know what would be and didn't know when it would arrive. Uh, and he, he asked us to trust him. Uh, I think a lot of Australians will. Uh, well, I think there's probably going to be a bit of difficulty with that because I, I think that the public wonder, uh, does he really believe it? They, I think they know that... Um, his deputy, uh, his deputy prime minister and leader of the Nationals, Barnaby Joyce, doesn't believe it. Uh, and I think they know that um, uh, a lot of other Nationals don't believe any of this. And certainly here in Queensland, uh, whenever the election campaign gets underway and probably before it as well, they won't be able to uh, help but notice uh, that a number of the Nationals candidates will be campaigning against this government policy. Um, so, you know, I think there'll be some doubt about it. And I think that people will wonder, well, hang on, isn't this the guy who, uh, you know, wandered into Parliament with a big lump of coal and said, look, it's coal, uh, don't be afraid of it. It's, it's a terrific thing. Uh, he's the guy who, who said that electric cars would destroy um, the weekend. I mean, he, he, you know, there is so much that this guy has said in the past, for him to now be saying the complete opposite stretches uh, credibility uh, to its extreme. So, yes, there will be a big doubt over whether the public accepts any of this. Plus, I've got to say, there was nothing new in what he said today. You know, it was, Not- it was, it was breathtaking in its oldness. <laughs> it was. It, it, it was. It, it was Tony Abbott, not even reheated, just... Uh, plonked on the table for 2030 and absolutely nothing except a lot of wishing and hoping uh, for 2050, I would suggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to give this guy credit. Uh, I mean, you know, to roll out a uh, environmental policy or a policy that's 
in large part about the environment that is based solely on recycling. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yes. that's pretty that's pretty good. But but yeah. you know, we were told that this was going to be a plan, and indeed, we were told. I lost count of the number of times we were told it was a plan. And not only that, he held it up again and again and again and said, here's the plan. This is the plan. It's here. It's in the plan. Uh, and as you said, it was not just a plan, but it was a plan the Australian way. I mean, yeah. it was it was a load of bullshit. <laughs> it, it, well, I, I think you're right. But the, 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 the primary reason the Prime Minister is happy is... Um, that because over the last couple of weeks he's had this brawl with the nationals in the coalition, and he has won the political battle. Uh, he's he's managed to come on top of uh, what this debate is really all about, which is electoral security, not environmental security. So he's uh, he's got one over the coalition. He got them being obedient, even as you say, the deputy prime minister might disagree with the plan is only going along because uh, because of cabinet solidarity and even though one of the more uh, loquacious critics of this sort of plan, the resources minister, the coal-loving resources minister, loving to almost fetish, fetish status, uh, has been promoted to, ca to cabinet and yet we're supposed to ex accept that this is all hunky-dory uh, and there will be no further turbulence within the coalition. But as you said, uh, keep an eye out for the next election. There'll be uh, lots of chaps wandering around and, and, uh, and uh, young women um, from the National Party saying how dreadful uh, this climate change business is. And uh, I don't think they're going to be sufficiently bought off by um, this notion of the Productivity Commission reviewing whether the regions have done well or badly out of uh, the climate change policies, which are very difficult to uh, identify at this stage. Um, uh, even if it, it, the Productivity Commission can do that, it'll probably be about at least two elections before it comes out with a report. Now, that's a lot of time to spread a lot of uh, pork barrel around the place. But the, the notion that the Productivity Commission is gone, going to be on the alert day after day uh, protecting the regions and jobs in the regions is just pure malarkey. Um, but it gives Barnaby Joyce something to talk about, I guess, and, and that's about all he's got out of this, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Um, I mean, you know, just to, to go back to the Prime Minister's sort of uh, you know, belief in his plan... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a avid watcher of, of the Prime Minister's spinning of, uh, as you call it, malarkey. I call it bullshit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was a point in his news conference uh, when he announced this on Tuesday that I thought, hang on, he's 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 got carried away with himself. He even he has lost track of his own. Uh, nonsense when he said, and this isn't just a, a plan for Australia, but you know, other countries can learn from it. Vietnam can <laughs> learn from it. And I thought, hey, what's that? Why, you know, ease up. You know, sunshine. <laughs> I, I, I had a similar reaction. Uh, it, it was as if, uh, you know, uh, there'd be all these countries uh, knocking on the door meekly, wondering if, uh, if, yeah. if the great uh, ScoMo would share his wisdom. Uh, yeah. 
I, uh, I, think, yeah. I think these countries would take about uh, four and a half minutes to review Australia's position uh, and go to Tony Abbott because he's the guy who came up with most of it. Um, mm. Look, uh, it, it, and, and the, you're right that trusting the Prime Minister is going to be uh, an, an interesting phenomenon, particularly as Labor is uh, is gearing up to attack Scott Morrison personally uh, on issues of uh, competence and credibility. Uh, just on that, if I could... I, I, among the many things that have got me irked, it was um, Scott Morrison talking about letting uh, foreign visitors into Australia. Now, October 15, when New South Wales announced uh, that the borders, its borders would be open to people double-vaxxed, had a test before they came in, et cetera, et cetera, some reasonable uh, uh, conditions. Uh, Scott Morrison had a press conference and clearly he hadn't been told about this and he was, he was a cranky little bear. Um, and uh, he, he told, uh, told the press conference that um, uh, he said, we're, we're not opening up to everybody coming back to Australia at the moment. I want to make that clear. We're going to take this forward in stage and careful ways as we've done all these things. It's for the Commonwealth Government, brackets, not you New South Wales, pipsqueaks, and the Federal Government to decide when the borders open and shut on an international level. We will do that. Now, forward a week to October 22, and Qantas has got this big announcement about how it's uh, going to start accepting flights. And the Prime Minister, of course, turns up at it. And uh, unlike the week before, he's saying, and he actually said, to the Premier of New South Wales, Dominic Perrottet, it's great to be with you, mate. <laughs> this, this is a wonderful day. Australia is ready for takeoff. I mean, truly, this guy in the space of a week has um, turned the aircraft around and, uh, and crash-landed it and has no shame in doing so. Uh, so, look, I, I just raised that because that particularly irked me, but it is a... <laughs> It is appropriate in this debate about whether the bloke can be trusted, and uh, that's going to be a particularly um, uh, annoying, gnawing political issue uh, for him. Uh, but uh, will punters accept? All right, well, the, this is all over. He's done his job. We've got a package, and let's move on. Well, as, as I said before, I, I think they they'll find it a bit difficult. I think some some people may, you know, uh, you know may be accepting of it to an extent and they may just think, oh, well, good, I'm glad that that's been fixed. Uh, but if there is, as I anticipate, a fair bit of rancour from the National Party and if the Labor Party makes mischief on the sidelines by pointing out the differences between uh, one part of the coalition and another part of the coalition, then the public might not be so understanding of uh, this wonderful broad church that Scott Morrison says he has brought together uh, and everything is hunky-dory. Well, no, it's not. And I think the public will be a bit uh, uh, unimpressed. Um, yeah, it, 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 it strikes me. I mean, you know, climate change is one of the issues that, that will decide this election. I think the others are... Um, well, the economy, the handling of the pandemic and integrity, uh, broadly speaking, integrity issues. And that, the, the first three of those, I think, you know, can go either way. Uh, and and um, the public will sort of run a bit of a referendum on them. 
The third one, the government can actually do thing do do something about integrity by actually doing something, and it it is not that difficult to do. It's not something that bears a big cost on anyone but members of the government. They can legislate or or put forward legislation for a proper sort of integrity body at a federal level. They can do things like stop covering up Christian Porter's million dollar uh, legal slush fund, uh, but they just you know uh, stick in the mud on on both of those things and they refuse to do it. And I think that this is something that will drive voters nuts. It is driving voters nuts, and I think the government is is uh, you know making a rod for its own back on that on that issue. And in a close election, that could be very very telling. Yes, of course, uh, Lovestruck Gladys will be before ICAC, uh, uh, I think, Thursday and Friday. Uh, We've seen the uh, Obeds going down in jail uh, from uh, charges that originated uh, with uh, an investigation by ICAC or an inquiry by ICAC. Uh, In Melbourne, there are issues uh, being raised by the independent uh, anti-corruption body there. And I think uh, this is meshing with, as, as I think you were suggesting, an overall view by the public that uh, politicians are in, it, in this game for politicians uh, and they're protecting each other and they shouldn't do that. There should be greater accountability. Well, they've come to the wrong bloke if they want accountability because Scott Morrison is famous for uh, lacking it. Uh, what, what should happen with, in the Christian Porter case? Well, Christian Porter should be made to reveal who donated this million dollars that he's got in this slush fund uh, for his legal fees. I mean, the government did everything, everything it could do to prevent uh, any sort of transparency. Uh, The Speaker said that there was a case for it to go to the Privileges Committee, uh, and yet when there was going to be a vote on that in the Parliament, the government was so afraid of losing the vote that it denied the ability of independents who weren't physically present in the chamber. It denied them the ability to cast their vote. It said, no, no, you're not here. We can't, uh, we can't um, uh, count on the integrity of the way you cast your vote. And that's just absolute nonsense from top to bottom. Uh, Peter Dutton should be ashamed of himself as leader of the house for doing that. The Senate has been accepting remote voting from independents and others uh, throughout the year. And the House of Representatives should have done the same. They only did it because they knew that if the independents who were going to vote remotely had have voted and voted against the government, then the casting vote would have gone to Speaker Tony Smith. And he almost certainly would have said, yes, it's had to go to the Privileges Committee and it had to be looked at. They are so afraid of this being uh, examined that, that they, they can't let any, anybody near it. Now, I don't know why. I mean, what is there that is so bad that it has to be hidden uh, at any cost? It, it baffles me. And this will just add to the cynicism in the community and it is a textbook case of why people have such a low opinion of politicians and politics. Yep. And look, we've discussed this before, but the very basic thing is you don't give someone money for nothing. Uh, uh, you might give it to a charity, but a charity 
uh, it, you expect that charity to continue to do good works or uh, expand its good works. Uh, and, and ministers of the Crown are not charities. They are people of immense power and access to taxpayer funds. So if somebody coughs up uh, uh, what's reportedly a million dollars for Christian Porter, uh, they clearly want a return on that money. Now, it might be that they think that Mr Porter is a charming and lovely chap uh, who's been uh, treated badly by uh, the hounds in the media and should be helped. Well, that's fine. Then why don't they identify themselves? If that's all that is involved, they should identify themselves or Mr Porter should identify them so that uh, there isn't uh, vicious and, and possibly uh, inaccurate speculation about who they are and, and what, what they want in return for their money. But also, as you say, it would allow voters, the general public, to, uh, to know what's going on. At the moment, there is a, seems to be a deliberate and uh, immovable, immovable, immovable block <laughs> Pardon my M's, an immovable block uh, is finding out what's going on because politicians are looking after other politicians, and that's got to be a dangerous thing for any government. Uh, all right, well, uh, Parliament's up uh, at the end of this week for some time, uh, and then it'll come back, uh, and I think it's only another two weeks of sitting before the end of the year, and of course. Uh, the Prime Minister will be overseas, Rome and Glasgow, and no doubt people will be uh, tugging on his uh, on his, shirt, uh, his coat uh, lapels saying, please tell us how to do it the Australian way. Uh, and we, we shall do it the grumpy hacks way next week again. Uh, in the meantime, it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from me. And uh, I think that uh, our next recording is actually scheduled for Melbourne Cup Day, which uh, uh, should be interesting. Uh, it will not be the race that stops the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs>